Well, welcome. I'd like to welcome you on uh, behalf of the family. And uh, as we remember Niku and uh, her faithfulness to the Lord for many years and uh, her Lord and Savior. Can you uh, all, uh, if you don't mind, I'll open us in prayer and then we'll uh, sing a hymn before I... uh, Pastor Will comes up. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for um, the opportunity to um, remember Niku. We thank you for um, the uh, time that she was uh, with us and even the times that we um, had opportunities to visit her and uh, we thank you for uh, her life. We thank you for her faithfulness. We thank you for, uh, most of all, for um, the indescribable gift of your son, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, in whom she uh, faithfully served. Thank you for this time together. We pray your richest blessing would be upon uh, her family in particular, that you'd bring uh, comfort to them and uh, minister to them by your grace uh, during this time. We love you, Father, and it's only because you first loved us. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Okay, if you turn to uh, just in your hymnal to 357. Oh, 
My name is Will Custis, and I'm um, Niku's pastor. Niku was a member here for um, a number of years before she died and went to be with the Lord. And um, for this part of the service, I just want to give kind of just some facts and figures and dates just about Niku's life, give you a little bit of the sense of the life that she lived. Um, there's a saying for preachers, if it's a haze in the pulpit, it's a fog in the pew. So you want to be clear on what you're saying. And uh, my facts and figures for Nico are a little bit hazy. She did live all over the globe. Um, so I, you'll have a sense of it. I'm sure some of the things I have are a little bit wrong. But uh, I did my best to try to get um, some of these. So um, Niku Faraman was born June 30th, 1941 in Shiraz, Iran. And she was born... Um, into a, a nomadic tribe. So in her upbringing, there were horses, yurts, um, a bazaar rather than uh, the grocery store um, to get your food. In the 1970s, she married and had a son, Ali, who's here um, today. The marriage was to um, end in divorce. And when the Iranian revolution came in 1979, um, Niku left the country by herself and went to Germany. Um, she was in Germany and then also in France um, during that time and spent, I think, some years in Paris. So um, because of that, she knows four languages, Farsi, which is her native um, language, German, French, and also um, English. Um, Nika was interested in studying nursing, so she went to Boston University and studied um, there from there, um, she went to San Francisco, where Ali joined her, and she worked uh, two full-time jobs as a RN at, at a San Francisco hospital and also a professor at the University of California in Berkeley in San Francisco. Um, also, I'm not quite sure where this fits in, but she had opportunity to study at Oxford, and she ended up with a PhD in nursing. Um, in San Francisco, Niku joined a group, and Ali says it's not, cult is not the exact, quite, quite the right word for this group, um, but it was a um, Sufi group where they practiced Islamic mysticism. They're known for their poetry. There was communal living. There was a charismatic leader, that sort of thing. So uh, Niku lived with them, was part of that for um, seven years. In 1991, she had a dream where in the dream she saw the Lord from the back and thought she heard the words, follow him. So she woke up from her dream and uh, called immediately her Christian friend and asked her for a Bible and started reading. And that's the way in which the Lord called Niku to salvation. She was saved probably around um, the year 1991. Um, she had to break out of that group, and it was difficult. She had given a lot of money, I think, to the group. Um, and so she had to break out um, of, that, of that group um, and followed the Lord uh, from that time forward. In 2000, she came to live with her son Ali in Portland. Um, for many years, she attended City Bible Church, which is now Manor House up uh, um, on Rocky Butte. Um, and some of the people from the church, from those years and from the church are here um, today. Um, and then probably, I would guess, probably about five years ago, she started attending here at uh, Trinity Bible Church. Um, Niku's health was in decline while she was here, so that's the way in which we uh, got to know her. Uh, Frank, who's here, would bring her to church uh, when, when she was able um, to come. Um, 
And uh, I think pain was really a constant part of her life while she was here. She had constant pain, and but she was uh, a, a, a wonderful part of our fellowship here and able to minister to others and be ministered to um, as well. Um, on January 16th, 2024, the Lord called Niku into his presence, um, and she is with her Lord and Savior. Niku enjoyed talking to people. Um, walking her dogs, Daisy and Jolie, um, in Laurelhurst Park and other places. Nika was an evangelist. She was a woman of the word, um, and she spent a great deal of time reading her well-marked Bible. She liked reading um, in Farsi, her, her native tongue, of her Bible, and she was a woman of uh, prayer. I really enjoy getting to know Niku in these past years. I will never forget her. Um, it was privileged to minister to her, and I consider her a friend. Um, she would always minister to me as well when I'd go to minister to her. So I'd go and visit her. And uh, the last time I visited her, I had a really good um, time with her. But she wanted me to know that I was greatly beloved of the Lord from, from the book of Daniel. That's where it came from. So um, that was kind of typical of her. And often she had something like that for me that was timely. So um, Niku believed in a living hope through the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we mourn over her, but we mourn in hope um, as uh, Christians in the hope that we will see her again. Um, At this time, um, Niku's faithful friend and also sister in Christ, uh, Willa White, is going to come and give a remembrance. Niku was my friend. I saw when I visited her at her most recent home that she was friend to many. She and Jolie walking through the building were greeted by everyone. All the staff and the hospice workers, most of them loved her. She had a way of blessing others with words of wisdom and her generous heart. Niku was preoccupied with one thing, her love for Jesus. She always said that she had a very unusual life. We've learned that she was intelligent and accomplished, yet she hungered to know God. When she reached out to him, he met her, and I believe that was the most important day of her life. She spoke of that day often, Grateful for the goodness of God. Psalms 18:19 says, He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord delighted in Nico. He delighted in her. If you knew Nico for decades or if you knew her for only minutes, you would know she was overwhelmed by the love of God. So everywhere she went and whoever she spoke to, she shared her love for Jesus. A verse in Psalms 89, 15 through 16 speaks of how Nico lived her life. Blessed are those who have learned to acclaim you, who walk in the light of your presence, O Lord. They rejoice in your name all day long. They exalt in your righteousness. This doesn't mean uh, she was always perfect, 
Like us all, she had her moments of despair and frustration, but she always circled back to acknowledging God's love. Most of the memories I have of Nico have to do with visits to her home. After we catch up about things going on in one another's lives, we almost always prayed together. Those are the sweetest memories I have of her. Talking to each other, taking each other's cares and concerns to Jesus. I am so grateful we were friends and grateful we will see her again. Turn to 426. Love to me with thy dear. 
come to a time like this and we're confronted with the death of a loved one, the most important thing is not what any person can say, but it's what the Lord has to say. And so uh, we turn to um, the Bible and uh, to the Word of God. And um, what's most important about Miku's life um, is not so much about her, but it's about her shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, so I'm going to read these words. It's it's uh, most of it is the words of the Lord Himself. Um, it's from the Gospel of John, chapter 10, and I'm, I'll read um, verses 10 through 30. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who is not the owner of the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and not concerned about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my own, and my own know me, even as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep which are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will hear my voice, and they will become one flock with one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it up again. No one has taken it from me, but I lay it down on my own initiative. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This commandment I received from my father. A division occurred again among the Jews because of these words. Many of them were saying, he has a demon and is insane. Why do you listen to him? Others were saying, these are not the sayings of one demon possessed. A demon cannot open the eyes of the blind, can he? At that time, the feast of dedication took place at Jerusalem and it was winter and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. The Jews then gathered around him and were saying to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. And Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, these testify of me. But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give eternal life to them, and they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. So in the rest of our time, um, I just want to give you from this passage um, three truths about Miku's shepherd, and then uh, we'll be done uh, with this time after that. Um, and the first truth about Niku's shepherd is that Niku's shepherd saved her. He saved her, and it took took some doing. And so there's some parts um, to this. In fact, I'm going to give you three three parts to it. Uh, first is he laid down his life for her. He laid down his life for her. In fact, that's what makes him the good shepherd. Um, it says that I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And so he saved her first of all, became her shepherd first of all by dying on the cross. And it talks about later in the passage about how he went literally, nobody forced him to it. He went with his eyes wide open. Um, he went uh, to the cross and laid down um, his life. And there could be no other way for her to be saved. We've talked about some good things about Niku herself, maybe some of it just in her personality, some of it because she knew the Lord and the change that um, took place. But um, Niku needed a crucified and risen Savior. She was not good enough to go to heaven. She needed a crucified and risen Savior because she was a sinner. And so she needed her sins to be forgiven. She needed a substitute to die on the cross for her. And so in order to save her, Christ had to lay down his life for her. And not only that, um, this is the second part of what he had to do to save her. 
is that her shepherd called her to salvation. And that took um, a little bit of doing um, in Niku's case. Um, but the Lord called her to salvation. He told her about what he had done for her. Um, the Lord said in verse 16, I have other sheep which are not of this fold. He was in Israel at the time and um, thinking of Niku, thinking of us as well. I must bring them also and they will hear my voice and they will become one flock with one uh, shepherd. And later he says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So the Lord has many ways of bringing his sheep to a place where they're going to hear his voice. He does this uh, for, for all of them that he's uh, going to save. Um, for Niku, it was a dream that came to her. And then that uh, caused her to um, immediately uh, call her friend, uh, seek scripture, and, and share the shepherd's voice. And uh, so uh, her shepherd would stop at nothing to save her. Uh, he died for her. He found her out. He came to her. He uh, caused her to hear um, his voice. And so Niku at that time came to a place uh, where she despaired of herself, despaired of any righteousness she might have uh, of her own and trusted in another, trusted in Christ. And it was a portal to a totally different kind of life. And it was actually a portal to eternal life, the life that's found in the life that Christ um, gives. So uh, the Lord, in order to save Niku, laid down his life for her. He called her to salvation. And then thirdly, he guided her all the way home. That's what a shepherd does. Uh, a good shepherd uh, does that. And um, it talks about that in this um, passage. It says about the Lord's sheep, I give eternal life to them and they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand um, because he is the good shepherd. Niku struggled with anxiety. Um, she struggled at times with assurance of her salvation. She needed to reaffirm to her that her sins were forgiven. Um, Christians have an enemy, Satan, and the Lord talked about that. No, it's one seeking to snatch uh, out of the Lord's hand and the promises that the Lord says, because he's a good shepherd, no one will ab uh, be able to snatch them out of my hand. Um, so Niku's faith faltered. Sometimes it never failed, or when it did fail, her shepherd's hand took hold of her. He had her by the hand, and he he uh, he caused her to uh, caused her faith not to fail, and um, she truly trusted in the Lord. She truly knew the Lord as truly as the Father knows the Son, and the Son knows the Father, and that's what the Lord said. I'm the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. That's true of Niku. Um, even as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. That's the comparison. It's a true knowledge uh, of the same kind. It's a personal knowledge. Um, as well. Niku, I said, um, as well, struggled with pain. She had a great deal of pain, I think, in her joints. Um, and so um, the Lord called her all the way home, and eventually that means he called her home to himself, to his presence in death, and that was just uh, several weeks ago. Scripture says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so Niku saw the Lord's face. That's the end of her earthly um, journey. At that point, pain and sorrow were gone, never to be experienced again in the presence of her Lord um, and Savior because he's the shepherd. He doesn't let even death take uh, her out of um, his hand. Um, and there's more for Niku. I like to mention this when I'm 
uh, at funerals and confronted with death, the death of a Christian. There's actually more than that. There's a hope for the body. Just as Christ's body was uh, raised from the dead, there's a hope that Niku's body at the time of Christ's return is going to rise from the dead and be changed and be resurrected to live forever with the Lord in a body, in her body. Um, as well changed and suited for eternal life. And that's what the Lord means when he says, um, I give my sheep, sheep eternal life, I give it to them. It's full life, even life in the body. Um, as well, he gives it all. He's lavish in the way that he gives life. And he says, I have authority to give my life and I have authority to take it up again. And that's true of his sheep as well. He has the authority to um, cause us to rise from the dead. So um, as the Bible says, um, Niku's shepherd saved her took some doing. He died for her. He called her uh, to himself, and then he led her all the way home. The second point I want to make, and th- these points are shorter, um, the second point I want to make about um, Niku's shepherd is Niku's shepherd loved her. He loved her. Um, and he loves her still. He loves her still. She's with him. Uh, now, the shepherd's love is the point of what the Lord is talking about here. In fact, that's the um, contrast with others who are not worthy of the name shepherd. Um, they're hirelings. Um, they're not like uh, the shepherd um, because their motive is selfish gain instead of their motive being selfless love of the Lord. And so in the face of danger, they show um, cowardice while um, the shepherd himself shows self-giving love. And even giving himself unto death, even giving himself of, uh, to God's wrath on her, uh, behalf. And so, uh, the Lord loves her. He talked about, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay down my life. He hadn't done it yet. I'm gonna lay down my life, but he went into it with, with his eyes wide open. When he did it, he was thinking of Niku. He was thinking of his love for her. He says, I have other sheep which are not of this fold. I must bring them also. They will hear my voice and will become one flock with one shepherd. He was thinking of her. He was laying down his life willingly for her. So uh, the other thing true about Niku's shepherd is her shepherd loved her. And there's one more thing about his love before I go uh, from this point that is uh, important and amazing. It's a love for sinners. It's a love for sinners. It's a love for those who don't deserve this kind of uh, love. In fact, uh, when the Lord is speaking um, here, it's a continuation of a conversation he was having with uh, the Pharisees and also with a man born blind who he had just healed and who had um, believed in him. And that's at the end of um, chapter 9, the Lord had given him sight. And so the Lord is talking about himself being the good shepherd to encourage this man in his faith and trust by describing the love of um, the shepherd. And he said uh, earlier in that uh, passage, I came into this world so that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. And the Pharisees were with him and heard these things and said to him, we are not blind too, are we? And Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you would have no sin. But since you say we see, your your sin remains. Uh, The love of Christ is for sinners, it's only for sinners. And so those who think they can see their way to be loved by God with a love that's not for sinners, they're, they're blind. They're decided who the Lord says, I came into the world to show them they're blind in order. And I came to the world that the blind might see those who know their own sin, know that they can only hope for a love that's for the undeserving, for uh, sinners. That's the only thing they can hope for so that they might see and see God and uh, truly uh, know him. So Niku's shepherd saved her. Niku's shepherd 
loves her with that kind of love. It's a love. It's a love that comes from grace. It's a love that's undeserved for the undeserving. That's the love which with which he called her to himself and with which he will love her for all eternity. The third point, the love of Niku's shepherd goes all the way back to the heart of the father. Uh, laying down his life for her in love was not the Lord Jesus's independent idea. No, it came from the very heart of his father. And he sent him uh, in order to um, accomplish that. And the Lord, after all, talking about the way in which he's the good shepherd and he does all this for his sheep, lays down his life, calls them to himself, uh, and then uh, keeps them secure, guides them all the way uh, home. The Lord says, I give eternal life to them that they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. I and the father are one. Lord, as he said, I and the father are one. He was talking about equality of being. Um, and that's why they picked up stones to stone him. He said, you're making yourself equal with God. Um, he was talking about that. That's why the man that healed, that he gave sight to, uh, trusted in him and worshiped him too, because he's one with the father. He is, uh, equal in his being and worthy of worship as the father is also, but, but also in unity of purpose, the love of the shepherd for his sheep is not independent of the father. It's the same. It's the same love that motivates um, both of them. And so the father, God, the father chose Nico before the foundation of the world to the praise of the glory of his grace. He freely bestowed that grace upon him in the beloved. That's Christ himself. And he lavished it. Uh, upon her. And so there's going to be many joys in eternity. Miku's beginning to experience those now. She'll experience even more in the future. But the greatest of those joys is going to be learning the breadth and length and height and depth, the fathomless love for the Father, from the Father's heart to hers that surpasses knowledge and is hidden in the heart of the Father. So Niku's shepherd saved her. Niku's shepherd loved her. Loves her. That's the testimony of her life. And the love of Niku's shepherd traces all the way back to the heart of the father. Let me just say um, for, for us, for you um, who are here together, may the Lord comfort you with these things, with the living hope. And uh, may the Lord challenge you to put your trust in him. Niku was an evangelist. I'll just continue what she did here by saying to you, it's all true. Christ died on the cross. He rose from the dead with power to save. He sent out his word uh, to gather his uh, sheep with a message that no human would ever come up with or could ever imagine. Every other religion is about making yourself uh, uh, worthy of love in God's sight. And uh, Christianity is the only religion that's for, oh, it's only for those who are not worthy of the Father's love. That's how we find. That's how the blind come to see and the sighted come uh, to be blind. And there's no other way. Uh, John chapter 14, verse 6, the Lord said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to me, but comes to the Father, but by me. You might say, well, how do I know I'm chosen before the foundation of the world? One of his sheep that he's gonna, going to call. Well, the Lord um, calls his sheep by very strange circumstances. For Niku, he had, he had to go all over the globe and then call her to himself to get a, uh, his word to her through a dream. Um, but uh, the Lord has brought you to hear the word of God in this way uh, today and, and even through Niku finding us here um, at this church and becoming a part of it to bring you to hear today the shepherd's voice, not from me, but from the word uh, of God. And so if you haven't before,
humble your heart, cry out to the shepherd, say, I need a salvation only for hopeless sinners, a love that's only for the undeserving, and the good shepherd will hear your cry, and you will be saved. In fact, he promises that. I'll leave you um, with this um, from John 6 and verse um, 37. It says, all that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will certainly not cast out. Never. I will never cast out the one who comes and comes um, in faith. So may the Lord um, draw you to the Lord Jesus Christ, and may the Lord comfort you, comfort you um, in days to come uh, through through his word and through the good shepherd. Let's, uh, let's, uh, uh, Kelly's going to come up and, and, um, lead a, uh, another song, but let me, let me also just close this um, in prayer as well. Father, we do give thanks to you for Niku's life. We thank you for giving her life. We thank you for guiding her every step of the way. We thank you for all the lives in which um, she's touched, all of us in some way, some more than others. Um, but for all of us, um, we thank you most of all for saving her, for sending your son to die on the cross, for her sins and rise from the dead for her, for calling her to salvation, for being with her in the struggles that she faced and uh, now for calling her home. We thank you for the living hope that we're still hoping in, in the resurrection of the body um, as well. And we thank you for the good shepherd of Christ. Father, we pray for comfort for um, family, for loved ones. Pray especially for Ali, um, Niku's son. Just pray that... Um, in, in a time of uh, sorrow for him, that you would send um, comfort to him at just the right time. And um, we just ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Let's turn to 142.